It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. We have with us on the line today the Southwestern Heat Hotline Senator Darcy Yett. Good morning, Senator. Welcome to our program this morning. Harold, good morning. It's always good to be on. I am I'm actually not in Kingfisher. I came to the Capitol this morning, so we've got some meetings today. So uh, we're here bright and early this morning. So you're getting started, getting ready for the special session? Well, that's part of it. Uh, I've got a meeting actually with the Attorney General here in a little while and uh, get some meetings with staff to talk about bills. But, yeah, special session uh is, uh, we'll be back here Monday. Well, you may have heard uh, the, the governor. He's really uh, really trying to get this quarter percent cut in the income tax through the Senate and the House. And in that interview I had, did you get a chance to hear any of that? I know you listened to the show. Um, did you get a chance to hear any of that uh, last? Well, I, did, uh, I cut it on the app later. didn't hear it live, but I, yeah, I cut it on the app later. My gosh, you've had the governor and the lieutenant governor and uh, and now you're down to a state senator, so you're just tapering <laughs> off through the week. Is that how this works? No, uh, actually, you're number one, but you were scheduled for for Thursday, and those guys, uh, uh, I got them on first part of the week, getting ready for you. Thank you, Harold. You should be in politics. <laughs> I was. They, I told somebody yesterday my sentence ended oh, okay. years ago. I was in for twelve years. <laughs> okay, I got out on good behavior. I got out on pre-release, but I still, you know. I have to really be careful because I have to see my parole officer occasionally and make sure that I don't don't want to get back in there. Still got that ankle monitor on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I know the DA out there. You better watch your step. You do? I do, yeah. yeah. She's pretty She's tough. Tough. Tough, tough. On, tough on crime, folks. <laughs> so yeah, the, what do you we'll think about tonight. what the governor said? I mean, he's saying the Senate's holding this deal up. Is that true? Well, I know it looks that way, and it probably is that way. Uh, I don't know if the House has a consensus, really. Um, I have. I was in a meeting, kind of a small meeting last week with the governor at his place, and there were a couple of us senators and, I don't know, probably a dozen House members, and uh, the governor was making his pitch to us, just like he has probably on your show, I know on your show and then on television, but the pitch about the quarter percent. Uh, we were walking out back to, back to my car, and a couple of House members approached me and said that, Senator, you are going to end the session Monday afternoon, right? And uh, they said, we're really not for this deal. So, And I'm sure there's not a consensus. I'm sure, just like in the Senate, there are members of the House that uh, adamantly want this core percent cut, and, and I know there are people in the Senate that want it as well. I know in the Senate there are different options being floated out there, different variations of tax cuts. But I want people to understand and remember that um, we've been able to get some tax cuts through. Well, in fact, just this last year we got – the uh, marriage penalty, we get that done. That saved people money when they file their ta- Oklahoma state taxes. We uh, were able to do away with the franchise tax. That was about a $60 million deal. So, in fact, both of those, uh, we had to override a governor's veto to get those in place. So I don't like that. Pro- I mean, that is the process. I don't like overriding vetoes. But uh, And I was surprised the governor didn't support those tax cuts. But uh, I'm sure he has reasons. But um, those are examples of tax cuts that we've, we've done before. So, yeah, I, I expect we'll gavel in, gavel up Monday, and we'll come back the following Monday when regular session starts. I was really surprised that the governor called a special session when he did. I'm sure he's got his reasons. Well, kind of you what know, he says, he wants to concentrate on the tax cut, and that's why he called it, so give you the opportunity to go ahead and do that and then get into regular business after the uh, special or the regular session starts. 
Well, in, in my time up here and some of that time I shared with you, we've had special sessions, and those special sessions really only work when there's an agreement going into those sessions. And that was not there earlier this interim, and it's not there now. So I, 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 I doubt that the governor's surprised that there's that uh, we're going to gavel in and gavel out. He's, the position of the Senate hasn't changed. It's not that we're opposed to tax cuts. We just want to do it in a – I know sometimes it seems probably – overly delayed way, but I think we're cautious about those. And, and, uh, and, and to be honest, when I'm out and about, um, I think people appreciate kind of a, I don't know, a concentrated approach on, and a responsible approach on what we do. Those, you know, those, the revenues to pay for services that Oklahoma's depend on, those have got to come from somewhere. And, uh, whether it's, whether it's the grocery tax, I mean, that's, that's another issue that I'm sure will come up again this session. In fact, for Tim Treat, that's something that's uh, high on his priority list. Is uh, he's filed a bill to eliminate the grocery tax, so there'll be a lot of discussion about that, whether or not that happens. But when we talk about income tax, um, where is that going to be replaced? Is one of my concerns. Uh, being a rural legislature, I'm, I'm conscious and maybe protective of of what we've got, got going out here. I, I don't want those revenues uh, burdens shifted over onto property owners. In rural Oklahoma, that's that's a concern of mine. Uh, there'll always be people that want to look at tax exemptions, whether those are agricultural sales tax exemptions. That's something that I'm very protective of, uh, being in being in Oklahoma and being in the district that I'm in. So, those are some of my concerns. Farm Bureau, uh, and I mentioned this to the governor, and I asked him how, how he answered this question. Um, the, the Farm Bureau's basically questioning the cut in income tax, saying that it might end up, you know, we have a shortfall. It could end up going to another in another direction in Oklahoma, and that's property tax, which is the case in Texas. I mean, that's one of the advantages Oklahoma has over Texas is our property taxes are reasonable. Well, and I've talked to Farm Bureau, and I've talked to the Cattlemen Association, some of the other farm groups, and, and they are all certainly respectful of the governor, um, but they do have concerns about just the revenue that the, that the state would lose through uh, additional personal income tax cuts. So uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm sure there will be a lot of discussions. There won't be much next week, but uh, as we go into session, there will be a lot more discussions. There are several uh, tax cuts bills that have been filed in the Senate, and I, I suspect in the House as well. So this is not off our radar by any stretch. We're going to go through it, and um, that will be one of the things that we discuss as we get into session. That's for sure. I particularly uh, like your bill. Um, I think you still have that bill out there to, that would cut, uh, do away with some of the tax on buying cars. Yeah, we uh, were chipping away at that. That was a, a tax that was put in back in, I think, 2018. It's a sales tax on vehicles. So when we did that then, um, so you go and buy a new car, there's a one and a quarter percent sales tax applied to the entire purchase of that car regardless of whether or not you had a trade or not. What my bill last year did was uh, now you just pay on the difference. So you buy a new car, you trade something, and you only pay that sales tax at one and a quarter percent on the net, on the difference between the price of the new car and the trade-in. So kind of to that point, um, I filed a bill this year to totally do away with the sales tax. So that'll be a that'll be a heavier lift. Um, the bill that I filed last year, the bill got passed where you just pay on the difference that was a cost to the state of around $20 million. so that's 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 revenue that's not coming in from that. Uh, if we completely do away with the sales tax, that's closer to $200 million. But I would argue that's, that's money that people save, that's money in people's pockets, and that's also an opportunity for car dealers, perhaps. I mean, that's going to be the price on a new car will essentially go down if that goes through. So 
Um, I understand that's going to be a tough sell, but um, but we're sure going to give it our go. No, I don't hear a lot of talk about that, but I think that's a great idea, and and it, it's a immediate. I guess uh, you can see an immediate value of that if you're if you're trading or buying a car. Anybody, I mean, whether you're uh, you know lower socioeconomic level, and and everybody buys cars from time to time, so that's a savings. Well. No- the price of a car these days, I mean, like a lot of things, price of cars are expensive. So you take off one and a quarter percent of that total value, that's a significant amount. That's for sure. So you think that uh, the grocery tax is, uh, I think, about $300 million, isn't it? Something like that. So uh, you're talking. That's, that's maybe low end. I think after inflation, they've upped that estimate. So it's a lot. And that's. <clears throat> And that's being done in other states. That'll be a challenge. So let's say, for example, Harold, you go to Brahms, you, you go to the grocery side, and you buy a banana or some bananas, so that won't be taxed. So, but you go to the other side of the store, you buy a banana split, so they're going to tax you on that. Well, it's the same banana. They probably walked across the side of the store, and that's where the bananas came from. So that'll be a little bit of a challenge on how that's implemented. Um but but it's something that I support. I mean, everybody eats essentially the same amount. Our expenses don't change that much, regardless of what your income level is. So I'm not sure it's a fair tax. So uh, I support that. But I do understand it's going to be a challenge for maybe some of the mom pops. You know how they administer that. Some you know if you're still if you're scanning and and you put those in your barcodes and that's probably that's that's, that's certainly doable. Yeah. The states are doing it, but it's going to be a challenge. Well, I think the biggest problem with that that I see is people aren't going to really notice it because you're still going to have the local sales tax on there. And it'll be a little cut, but you're not. I don't know if you'll really notice it that much. Yeah, I've seen the number, and I, I wish I could remember. I can't remember what the average savings is going to be. But, I mean, it's it's significant, that's for sure. Uh, I, I, I think you're right. I think people will still walk away uh, seeing that they're still paying some tax, and they maybe the understanding is that the grocery tax – has gone away if this bill passes. But, no, the you think about the little communities, well, in my district, like, let's say Thomas or Canton or O'Keene or some of those communities, there's not a lot of sales tax generated in those communities other than what's generated from grocery stores. So uh, that's people need to understand that, that that needs to remain. Those municipalities control that, and that's – uh, they need to they need to be able to maintain that income for them just to, to pay for the services in their communities. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about um, the national election. So be be primed for that and get your opinion about what's happening nationally with uh, the Republican uh, front runners in the presidential election. So stay tuned, folks. Our guest on the program, if you just tuned in, is Senator Darcy Yack, a district that includes uh, Custer County, large part of western Oklahoma. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after these messages. The Right Time with Harold Wright, brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on KCLI. Are you having trouble sleeping? Well, sleep apnea is a real problem and can even cause sudden death. Priority Home Medical Equipment has a large selection of CPAP machines and tell your doctor if you need a sleep study to prescribe your equipment at Priority Home Medical Equipment. Because everybody doesn't sleep the same, they offer a large variety of masks. That's all types of cleaning supplies, filters, and hoses. Priority Medical Equipment, where dedicated service is their priority. Call them today at Priority Home Medical Equipment. I'm Delaney from Oklahoma City, and I'm so grateful and thankful for my health today. By walking every day and eating delicious, healthy meals for the last year and a half, I've made it halfway to my health goals. One thing I've learned throughout this journey is that being healthy is anything but boring. 
This life is not about making sacrifices. It's about finding healthy replacements that you love and that make you feel good. Learn how to live healthy your way at shapeyourfutureok.com, a program of TSEP. Hillary Communications, serving more than 19,000 customers with telephone service in 22 counties throughout Oklahoma and Texas. The company also offers IP television service and internet speeds up to one gig. Hillary Communications continuously researches the marketplace for innovations and strives to improve underdeveloped areas, offering services that exceed expectations. To learn more, visit Hillary.com. Hudson Angus Farms would like to invite you to their 11th annual bull and female sale on Saturday, January 27th. It'll be held at the farm near Elk City starting at 1. They'll be selling 70 head of yearling to 2-year-old feed and take tested bulls, along with 20 head of bred heifers, most of which should be calved out by sale day. Over one-third of the bulls are in the top 15% for RFI according to the Vitality database. For more information, give Brett Hudson a call, 580-243-8812, or Johnny Hudson, 580-821-1149, or check out their website at Hudson Angus Farms. The Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation Care Facility offers skilled nursing in a quiet setting of a small town. We pride ourselves with positive attitudes, and you can rest assured your loved one is receiving the most loving care possible. We offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, and a wide range of planned activities on and off-site. Come join us for a tour of our facility at Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Binger Nursing Facility, the place for someone you love. Going to store after store to find all of your favorite brands is just plain exhausting. And that's why it's all about Wall has stocked them all in one place. Brands like Shoe Shop, Z Supply, Kitsch, and Pervide can all be found at It's All About Wall. Moi's the place to shop for women's clothes, shoes, and accessories. So find a line of your favorite volcano candles, room sprays, and detergents, and the ever-popular Thomas Blonde Candles. Plus all things Brewmate. The best shopping in western Oklahoma. Shop at It's All About Moi, where it's all about you. 23 minutes now after 7 o'clock. Senator Darcy Yex, the guest on the program this morning, and we appreciate him listening uh, and tuning in. You do listen to our show, I think, kind of catch up with things when you're out and about. Oh, I do. Hey, your app's fantastic, so I uh, shared it with other people. I, I, I love it. Yeah, and and you also, if you miss the show, I was talking to a couple of people yesterday. They, they you know, it's on the podcast. You can go to on demand through the the app, or you can go to your favorite podcast and just go to Right Time for Western Oklahoma. If you miss the show, you can tune in and 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 catch up. A lot of people, so Harold. When you started your career, if I had mentioned the word podcast, what would, what would you have I thought that know, I was? I wouldn't have known what you were talking about. <laughs> and I was times have changed. They really, yes, for sure. they have. Well, tell us uh, your take on the national election. Um, the, the New Hampshire primary is over. Donald, Donald Trump, Trump is leading big time. Um, what, what, are you, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, Nikki well, Haley uh, is the only real viable candidate left out there going into the I, South Carolina yeah. line election. I'm disappointed we're down to just two. I was disappointed when DeSantis dropped out. I, I mean, I think it's – I think I think the decision's already made. I think I think the – Nomination nominee is going to be President Trump. I don't think there's any question about that, but I think people need a choice, and I, uh, I'm disappointed that there aren't more choices. I know Vivek um, Ramaswamy, I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Viker. What's that? It's Viker Ramaswamy. Viker, okay. Well, that's a pronunciation I've heard. So 
anyway, I was kind of disappointed he dropped out. He had some interesting ideas, and uh, I think it made people think, and maybe maybe made his opponents think about some of the things he was coming up with. Like he had some some uh, original ideas, um, and then I think good ideas. I mean, just because somebody else. Your opponent has an idea. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Some of my favorite people up here at the Capitol are Democrats, and I, I'll never believe just because they have a, a suggestion about a law or, or a question or something, and you're not welcome to listen to that. And that's unfortunately, that's one of the things we see more and more in, in life and in politics is just division, and uh, it's just that you're seeing it a lot with this presidential race now. That now they're they're resorting to name calling and some of those things. So I don't think anybody benefits from that, but. In my opinion, uh, some people just they like that sort of confrontation, and that's okay. But I don't think it's beneficial beneficial to the average person. But um, yeah, I, I don't know where it's. Uh, we'll see what happens in South Carolina. Uh, I don't know that Haley's. It's kind of surprising to me. I don't know that she's polling that well in her home state. She was, I think, she was seen as a very popular two-term governor. So, uh, but but I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. That that may determine whether or not she stays in for the long run, how she does there in South Carolina. We're uh, live radio. Senator uh, Yak is live from the Capitol this morning in Oklahoma City. We're here in Weatherford, the Clinton area. If you have a question you'd like to ask our senator, you can do that. Uh, the, the number's 323-KCLI or 323-5254. We are live. And if you have a question, don't be shy about it. I know you were at a meeting yesterday. How'd that go? You had a uh, a meeting in Clinton yesterday with the Chamber of Commerce. Yes, uh, Representative Moore and I were there just to give them oh, just a little bit of an overview. We talked a little bit about the last session, a little bit about what's kept us busy during the interim, and uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, the special session and what's coming up in the next session. So, uh, yeah, that was Julie Cobo put that on. That was with the uh, Chamber. It was well attended, uh, had some good questions from the group. So always look forward to doing that. I thought it went well. What What were some of the questions? Um, any in particular that we haven't talked about this morning? Well, it's some of the same things that we talked about this morning. I mean, the the governor's special session call. We talked about taxes. Uh, a lot of discussion about schools, about Clinton schools, but really just a lot of positive discussion about what's going on in that particular community. They've got a lot of great things going in Clinton, like Weatherford, but. I mean, with the hospital, with the investment that we're making in that, uh, I think it's X65 there. That's a $55 million estimate, I think, or on uh, updoing, upgrading that out there, the new uh, patrol station that's going in there. Uh, I mentioned the bond issue for the school. So there's a lot of good things going on in Clinton. They brought in some fantastic new retail uh, in the last year or so. So there's a lot of good things going on there. So those are some of the things that we talked about. Uh, Representative Moore and I both talked about some of our upcoming legislation for the next session. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a good group and a good meeting. I was proud to be there. I guess, have you run into your opponent uh, who's working up there now? Uh, Brady Butler's working for uh, Dusty, uh, the new senator from Lawton. Uh, senator Devers. Yeah, senator Devers was elected in a special election in December. And, uh, uh, yeah, he hired the uh, – we have – we work with what's called executive assistants up here in the uh, – uh, Senator Devers hired uh, Brady Butler as his executive assistant, so I have uh, I made a point to go up to their office. I was here when uh, Senator Devers was sworn in. I came in for that, if, and I assume Brady was here, probably in the gallery for that. If he was, I didn't see him, but uh, no, it was later after he was uh, sworn in. It was, I don't know, a week or so later, I was here at the Capitol and made a point to go up there and talk to both of them, and then I ran into Brady on the stairway the other day, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's 
he's my constituent, so it's good to see Brady up here. So he said, I talked to him the other day, and he said he was learning a lot as uh, as an assistant there, so uh, he'll learn his way around uh, the Capitol. So you see him running again? Your your term, it's two years, two and a half years, So, but you term out coming up uh, at the end of this uh, uh, next couple yeah, of sessions, you've got three, after this this session, I'll have two more. After this session, two years left. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I always assumed that Brady would run again. He ran a strong race against me uh, uh, two years ago. So, uh, so we'll see. He's he's certainly getting uh, an insider's view on what it is. So, whether or not it encourages him that to want to, again want to be a part of what goes on here or discourages him, I don't know. But there's no question he's. He's got a lot to learn, just like I do. I learn things up here every day, so uh, it's a fascinating process. But I, I don't know that there's any precedent for a previous Senate candidate to get hired on as an executive assistant. It may be. I don't know. But I'm not, I've never seen that. Uh, they call them uh, legislative assistants in the in the House, right? But uh, I've never seen. Well, yeah, we had one. We have one right now from um, from around uh, Piedmont. Okay. Representative, um, oh man, I'm having a, Crosswhite Hater, huh? Is it Denise Crosswhite Hater? Yeah, that who it is? yeah, Denise okay. Crosswhite. She was a legislative assistant for several years. I did, and not, then, and I then did ran, not know that. And ran for the House, so I know that's that. That's one case that I know of, and I'm sure yeah. there have been others over the years. But with term limits, uh, it makes it more uh, possible. You don't have the you don't have the uh, Senator Stipes in there for 50 years nowadays because of term limits. Well, he may be the. Uh, he may be the poster's child for the reason that we do have term limits. I don't know. I could argue that both ways. We, I've seen some really good legislators walk out of here due to term limits. But, uh, you know, the, the other side is it's always good to have new ideas and new folks come up here. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, I, uh, I will be ready when my time comes, whenever that is. That's for sure, Harold. So you're, you're going to be through after, the, after your term is up. I hear, that, I hear you saying that. That is a promise that I've made to my wife. So it seems <laughs> like they're listening. I have now put it out on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, Senator Yak, thank you for talking to us this morning. It's always a pleasure, Harold. It's, it's fun having you on, and, and thank you for taking the time to do this program. Oh, no. I, it, it's, it's good for me to do it, really. I love to be engaged, and uh, I appreciate our friendship very much. I mean that, sincerely. Well, well, thank you for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Have a great day. Yeah. You too, Harold. Hey, by the way, we're going to have another senator on tomorrow. You want to be sure to listen. I just found out. uh, Yeah, I heard that. Senator Kurt's going to be on. She'll be fantastic. She'll be on replace our Democratic side. Ask her about the mysterious uh, KCLI coffee cup that was in the Senate lounge. See if she fesses up. I will. So that's coming up tomorrow. Thank you for being on. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.